Oh, yes. Let's go hour number two on a Wednesday as we turn our attention from 3114 Cowboys over the Bucks to Cowboys and Niners again. Tied for the most times two NFL teams have gotten together in the playoffs. It is an, always a great feeling for an NFL fan. Whoever you like, whoever you hate, there's just something about those two getting together, and they'll do it again Sunday afternoon. Chad and Zay, we've been talking about that. Also, talk about the disappointing effort from the Longhorn basketball team in Ames, not just losing, but losing that way. 78-67. Fans have been texting us today. Zay's been commenting today about how he thinks the team got physically pushed around a little bit, especially at a key part in that first half, and it just didn't go well after that. Texas falls uh, to four and two in conference play. They're 15 and three overall. They're going to West Virginia this weekend. Those are the two big things we've been hitting today. If you have thoughts on any of it, Specs text line 337-3776. Also, there was a little discussion last hour on that Arkansas College World Series ring and whether or not that makes any sense at all. All, a lot of fans saying you can't make that ring if you're the Hogs. Uh, and an Arkansas fan is texting us, everybody makes a ring when they get to Omaha. I'm not sure if that's true. I don't think that's true. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Texas has been there a ton. Are you telling me there's, what is it, 35 or whatever, how many trips Texas has? You mean there's that many rings out there signifying that they went to Omaha? I'm not sure if that's true or not. Uh, but Arkansas did make a ring and wanted everybody to know about it. So social media is reacting. Speaking of reacting, let's get reactions on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. It's one of our favorite conversations of the week. It is Justin Wells of Inside Texas on 3.com at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter. Justin Wells, how are you, sir? Hey, now. I'm doing pretty well. I I think you knew that already, though. You're yeah. asking me questions you already know the answers to. <laughs> I know. It, it, it was a setup all the way, and before we get to whatever happened in Ames last night. Let's just let <laughs> let's let you bask in what happened in Tampa, Florida on Monday night. How were you able to enjoy 31 to 14 Cowboys? I was able to enjoy it thoroughly to be totally honest. Um, you know, it, it the the game kind of started out sputtering. Uh both offenses couldn't really get anything going. And then about, I want to say, the third or fourth drive for Dallas, things started clicking. And Dak started clicking. And, and we saw the Dak Prescott that we've seen before. We've seen the guy, that, we've seen this guy that, 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 that can really control a game. And I don't know what was better. The fact that the Dallas offense looked great and Dak Prescott really, really played outstanding, or the defense, how they got after Tom Brady, how they got after the Tampa offense. Now, I'll be totally honest. Dallas should have won that game, and that's not debatable. Dallas was a better team with more talent, but you can never sleep on Tom Brady. You can never sleep on that guy. Too many playoff wins, too many Super Bowl trips. You just couldn't do it. He did not look like the Brady of old. It looked He looked like an old Brady is kind of what he looked like, and I think Dallas took full advantage of that. Uh, it was a great game uh, in that it wasn't close after the first quarter, so I got to kind of sit back and enjoy it with my son. But, um, yes, that was a good one. That was a good win, good for Dak. And now uh, San Francisco comes up next, and anybody that's followed the NFL or followed the Cowboys knows that's one of the biggest rivalries in the sport. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, definitely going to rekindle a big-time rivalry in the NFL. 
what is your take on the Cowboys plan against the 49ers? We know Kyle Shanahan, this might be the most talent that he's ever had. Them making that trade to get Christian McCaffrey might have put them over the hump to where they could make a big-time run and get to that big day on February 12th. How do you think the Cowboys fare when they go to San Fran on Sunday? That's a great question, Zay. Last year, I felt like Dallas was the better team, and they still lost at home to San Francisco. This year, I feel like San Francisco's the better team, and Dallas could be the one winning, you know, at the old candlestick. To tell you the truth, this is one of those games where San Francisco's just very well coached. And like you said, they added a lot of weapons. They're on their third-string quarterback right now. And Brock Purdy is, is the game manager. Our man Ian Boyd at Inside Texas uh, coined the name uh, Pump Fake Purdy for a reason. Because hmm. uh, the kid's good, man. The kid's real good. And you got to give that, those guys a lot of credit. San Francisco has an incredible defense. That's the thing you got to worry about. That front seven is outstanding. And they're going to have to do the Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, back and forth, back and forth. They're going to have to continue to do that. I loved how they used Pollard against Tampa Bay. I, I, I leave every game thinking, man, Pollard could have carried the ball more or he could have touched the ball more. Those guys are going to have to be big. Michael Gallup's going to have to make more big catches like he did on, on Monday night. And C.D. Lamb's just got to keep being C.D. Lamb. Dalton Schultz might be the, 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 the major factor. He might be the guy that that's the mismatch that you want to find because he is becoming a really good tight end, guys. But San Francisco's really good. They, what have they won, 10 in a row? 11. Like that. 11. The, the defense, 11 in a row, Lord. The, the defense is just playing top-notch. And then you've got to give credit to my man, Charles Amenahu, former Longhorn, with the, 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 the strip fumble, sack on the next drive. He is playing great football. Guys, Sunday night can't get here fast enough. It's going to be wild. I think it's a great point about Schultz. That game could just boil down to Kittle and Schultz. It really could. Whoever right. has the bigger day between those two, that might determine uh, who wins that ball game. Uh, all right, Justin, as a Cowboys fan, I will ask you the the weird side question. Only the Cowboys could win 31-14, and then there's a big problem to deal with. So for you, are you in the, you got to trust Maher, he's your kicker, move forward and go? Or are you in the camp of they should have had multiple kickers at the star Monday morning? Nope. You got to stay with Mar. Listen, you dance with the one you brought. And Mar is one of the reasons they're in this position. He's had big kick after big kick all season long. Yeah, you get some of the yips at the worst possible time. Thankfully, Dallas was playing so good on the offensive end, it, it, it wound up not mattering. But no, you. You don't change this late in the season. You, you don't do that because anybody you bring in is going to be cold. Anybody you bring in hasn't played in a playoff game recently. You know, it, it's not the same thing. And, plus, and trust, the biggest thing is the staff and the players still have full trust in this guy. They know how valuable Mar is to this team. They've seen what he's done this year. Now, the only the funniest thing about missing these extra points was Peyton Manning's response. Oh my God! That on was the great. Manning cast during the game, <laughs> yeah. he was losing his mind because that's what a, a that's what a quarterback feels like. You know, you go down, you get a good drive. You know, six or seven minutes, ten, twelve plays, you get the touchdown, you miss the extra point, and it just leaves a sour taste in your mouth. Mar got a, a, a bit of the yips. I think he wound up hitting the last one. <laughs> yep. He missed the first four, correctly? Yes. And then, and, then, and then made the fifth one. 
Um, listen, this guy is, you know, you, you, you have to go with Moore. He's been there. He's been the guy that's been reliable. Yeah, he, he went through a bout, at, you know, in Tampa Bay on Monday night. But that's not going to change much. You, that's still the guy you ride with. It's too late in the season. If it was week two, week three, yeah, you bring in some guys, you figure out your next move. You're, you're three weeks from a Super Bowl. You, you got to go with the one you brought, and, and I think Mar will be just fine come Sunday. All right. Justin Wells, let's transition to the hardwood. The Horns had a tough loss, a tough Big 12 loss at Hilton Coliseum last night against a really good Iowa State team. They were up by 11 and ended up losing by 11. What was your takeaway from last night's game? I, it was, it, it, you know, basketball, I say this a lot, is a game of runs. And we saw that really last night. You know, Texas came out strong in that first 10 minutes of the first half. Iowa State finished strong the final 10 minutes, kind of flip-flop back and forth in the second half, and then, it, and then Iowa State finished the game on a run. You know, by the way, Tyrese Hunter started, I, I felt good. I thought, this is going to be a great game. This is going to be something that goes down to the wire. Iowa State just pulled away late, and, and if you don't, it, it really does come down to outside shooting. If Texas is hitting those shots, the floor is more spread, you're getting guys in transition more, and it's a better game. If they're going, what was it, 3 of 17, 4 of 16, buddy, that's going to be a long night, especially for this team that doesn't have necessarily what you would call a go-to score. Yeah, Carr can put the ball in the hoop. Uh, Kenny Allen's great around the basket, but this is not a – you don't have that kind of guy. And so I thought Hunter was going to kind of break out of the slump. I thought he played well. But like I said, Big 12 play is a – story every you know twice a week every game is its own adventure and last night Ames got pretty rowdy and and I'll give those guys credit they played physical gentlemen a little too physical I thought there were some cheap shots in there especially when you undercut uh Dylan Mitchell which I thought was was bush league but they I don't think Texas matched that physicality in the second half. And to me, that was probably the biggest difference in that game. Well, and Justin, I want to bring it up because Zay was bringing it up earlier. A lot of Longhorn fans have agreed with him that, that a lot of, you know, Zay felt like that was the moment for Rodney Terry to get after an official when that undercut happened to try to answer that physicality. It didn't happen, and it just felt like it got away from Texas after that. Would you agree? Absolutely. They nailed that. If you want, you want to get the respect of your players, go hunt down a referee after a kid undercuts you. Go, go, make sure your players see that fire. I, I, would have been, I would have been thrown out of the game probably in cuffs. You can't, you, can't, you can't do that. If you're at the park, if you do that stuff at the park, you're getting your butt kicked. There's got to be some sort of consequence when you do it in a Big 12 basketball game. It's ridiculous. Rodney Terry had an opportunity there to, to, to really gain some respect. And at the end of the day, I felt like he should have stood up and said something. Like, you, you've got to protect your players when the referees won't. And don't forget, Texas is still in this crap conference. And so when things don't go well, it, it tends to snowball. And, and a lot of times you can look at the referee when that happens. Yep. Yeah, if you look at this remaining schedule for the Horns, they easily have the toughest schedule in all of college football. It's absolutely ridiculous. Basketball. But basketball, I mean, thank you, Chad. But we're going to football. That's why it was on my mind ah, for you, is. Justin Wells. Uh, junior Day segue. coming in. Yeah, a little segue there. Junior Day coming in for C. Sarkeesian. Who are the recruits that you have your eye on from the sleepers to the big-name guys? 
Big names. Let's start with the best tailback in the country, Jared Gibson, out of IMG Academy down in Florida. Uh, Tashar Choice has been on him for for a minute. This is a kid that uh, came to visit. I believe it was in late spring, early summer. Uh, he's built a relationship with Coach Choice. After he landed Cedric Baxter in the last class, Choice is big game hunting. He, he doesn't go fishing for bass or crappie. He goes for marlin. He, go, he goes for the big ones. And that's why Jared Gibson's going to be in Austin on Saturday. He's one of the best in the country. Also, James Peoples, another big-time tailback from San Antonio. He's going to be on campus as well. Uh, the number one receiver in the state, one of the best in the country, Micah Hudson from down the road in Lake Belton. He's expected in on Saturday as well. One of the best offensive linemen in the country, Michael Uni out of Coppers Cove. He's expected in as well. We've got a list of inside Texas that Jerry Hamilton and myself have been updating each day. Uh, added a few new names to it to, to the list this day. One name that I think people will be very familiar with one day, and that's Longview Safety Willie Nelson. Yes, and he spells it the same way too. Now, I don't know how good of a guitarist that this Willie Nelson is, but he is a hell of a safety. He tracks, he smacks, he brings pain, he ear holes kids. He's about 5'10", 160, 170 pounds. Led East Texas in interceptions his sophomore year. One of the top DBs in, in the region his junior year. Um, this list is growing as, as we speak. Uh, keep checking out InsideTexas.com because uh, we'll have another list come up in the morning. But, yeah, I really like some of the guys that are coming in. It's getting bigger and bigger. And um, at the end of the day, that's, that's what you want for your junior day. You want to get in as many of the, of the big names as you can, make the best impression you can, because essentially this is the start of the new cycle. You know, you've been recruiting these kids for two years, but now 2023s are basically done. And you, are, you get to fully focus on the next class, and the best way to do that is to hold a big-time junior day on Saturday. I think it'd be kind of cool if a badass safety named Willie Nelson like crushes somebody at DKR and then they play Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain over the sound system. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, that is Justin every, Wells. Every time I text him, hey, every yeah. time I text him, I let him know I'm all, he's always on my mind. <laughs> and I don't think he gets it. Come on, man. And at this point, I think he's like, man, at this point, I think he's thinking, man, this guy is weird. God, that's... But at some point, I'll, I'll be sure and let him know because he's such a good kid. Uh, and one other big note you want to check out inside Texas right now. Georgia just had starting wide receiver A.D. Mitchell hit the uh, – he is uh, his intention to oh. hit the transfer portal. Yep. He sent in the paperwork. Uh, for Texas fans, I would pay close attention to that one. This cat has caught a touchdown in, I believe, the last four college football playoff games he's been in. Six-foot-four outside receiver from Missouri City. He's a dude. I uh, I like where Texas stands there. Let's see what happens in the next 24 to 48 hours. Wow, check it nice. out at inside Texas. That's a really good player. I didn't realize he was on the move. God, there's a lot of guys jumping into that portal. Good grief. Uh, that's Justin Wells, Inside Texas on 3.com, at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter, and a happy Cowboys fan that hopes they are going to pull it off against San Francisco. Justin, we appreciate it, brother. We will talk to you next week. Maybe we'll be talking about the NFC Championship game. Who knows? Hey, man, that's what I'm talking about. Nothing but love, guys. There it Thanks, is. Thanks, Wells. There it is. Cowboys fans and a little bit of a different mindset this week, uh, knowing that they're going to go face a tough team in San Francisco. If it all goes right, maybe they could get that win, but it is going to be tough. Thanks to Justin for his time. Uh, Yo, I know marijuana is still frowned upon, especially here in Texas, but if Texas legalized weed and there's some type of way you could get some NIL money, that Willie Nelson dude, oh. 
That'd be perfect. That's just too easy. That'd be perfect. That should be the goal. Let's get it legalized by the time he gets to yeah. Texas if he's coming. Yeah, because now he's probably looking at Oregon, looking at USC, yeah. UCLA. Colorado. Colorado. Oh, De- yeah, but Dion. Dion. Right. Oh, come on. Tell me, Dion. Dion probably know Willie. I can't believe Justin Wells has been texting that kid a dad <laughs> joke this whole time. Hey, you know you're always on my mind. You know you're always on my mind. <laughs> One of these days that kid's going to figure out what he's like. Whoa, that's what he's been sending me. He's had to have heard that before. That is so funny. All right, coming up, your Flex 30 segment. Zay got to see it up close and personal last night when Lake Travis – Ended Westlake's run. Another one of Westlake's runs ended last night. We'll tell you about it next on The Horn. When you're looking for a good time in Texas, Specs has everything you need to make it great. Specs has lower prices on Texas's largest selection of world-class wines, hard-to-find spirits, ice-cold craft beers, and seasonal seltzers. And with Specs same-day delivery, the good times keep coming. Just order online or through the app, and we'll be there in a snap. For good times done right, it's Specs. The fun starts here. All right, speaking of fun, AV Consultations can make sure that you're having the fun you want, but also that you have the setup that you want at your home for all the watching, all the NFL fights. Uh, you got basketball rolling right now, baseball season on the way. AV Consultations is your place. If you didn't get it done for the holidays, maybe you think about getting it done for this new year. Maybe you have a birthday or an anniversary coming up, or maybe you just want to set the goal for next college and NFL season. You want to be the place in the neighborhood that everybody wants to come. You want to finally get that movie room, finally get that man cave done that you've been thinking about. This is the way to do it. AV Consultations, locally owned and operated since way back in the late 80s. That means they've seen all these different changes and evolutions. They've been right there with them, and they've been making sure that their customers are satisfied all that time. They're not raising prices right now. They've got all the smart TVs and Sonos audio equipment you'd want. And remember, let them buy all of it for you. Let them take care of all of it. They'll pass the savings on to you because they can get deals nobody else can. So let them handle every detail. They'll make sure you're satisfied and you will love the way you're treated with AV Consultations. 255-8678 is that number. Call 255-8678. Tell them we said hello and tell them you heard about it here on The Horn. You can also go online to avconsultations.com. to the 80s on this one uh owner of a lonely heart by yes is that it yeah that's it yes okay this was a big song man this was everywhere for a while i don't remember a whole lot more by yes i wasn't a huge yes fan but this uh this was definitely a catchy song owner of a lonely heart so yes oh there it is well done you like that? Much better. Y'all didn't think an, the boy Zay had that oh, in him, huh? Yeah, much better than an owner of a broken heart. Yes, Amy Grant and Agent Steele have all been a part of the show today. So, one of my favorite underrated movies 
is Jennifer Anderson and Vince Vaughn in The Breakup. Okay, you like, like that one? Oh, I love that movie. All right. It's, yeah, Favreau's hilarious, hilarious in it. Jason Bateman's hilarious. And when they're both going at each other, I don't know if it was at that point yet, but there was a point where everybody was at dinner and it was Jennifer Anderson's family and Vince Vaughn's family. And her brother in the movie is John Michael Higgins. And he's in this like acapella group. Yep, yep. And they just bust out that oh, song. God, that's right. At the table. I forgot about that. That's a hilarious scene. Did what? Did they call them the acafellas? Is that what it was? It was the something. Name, some yeah, something funny. Name. Oh my God, that is funny. That's, I love that movie. Of course, Vince is carrying Jennifer Aniston in that movie. Well, of course, for you'd obvious say that. reasons. Yes, obviously you'd yeah. say that. Yes, you are a Jennifer Aniston hater. So. Just jump on my back, Jennifer, yeah. and we'll make a good movie together. Because I'm Vince Vaughn. And and yeah, you're here because you're Rachel. Man, that is just rudeness. Absolute rudeness. All right, we're getting a lot of good text in on the Specs text line. There's another discussion to have, Longhorn fans, about rings uh, and about rings. Apparently, everybody's getting their rings right now for certain things. We'll get back into that. Arkansas baseball got ripped on. We got to talk about another group that made some rings here in a, in just a second. But first, let's get you a Flex Thirty segment because Zay saw the end of another West Lake streak last night. He's trying not to smile about it. Here we go. <laughs> Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex Thirty is brought to you by. Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. Now, I'm just kidding about the Westlake thing. Zay was perfectly professional last night on, I was. on TV with Roger Wallace. There was never a mention of mayonnaise. I appreciate you being the pro that you were last night. Y'all got a pretty good game to watch, man. That thing was close. It was a good game. It showed why both of those teams are fighting for first place in 26-6A. So in the end, so the other, the other, I guess a week or so ago, we talked about a Westlake streak ending when they'd won like 80-something district games in a row. And Buta Johnson ended that one. Well, Lake Travis last night in winning this game, 43-42, they ended a string against... Lake Travis. Westlake had beaten Lake Travis in boys basketball. Was it 17 in a row? It's a lot. Dude, that's, I mean, I was just like sitting there doing the math of like, okay, well, I'm assuming they all, they just play twice a year, right? I guess you could play in the playoffs too, but you're basically, I mean, we can all do the math there. Eight straight years. Basically two straight full classes. If If I'm a Lake Travis basketball player, like two straight classes worth of games, we come in as freshmen, we go out as seniors, that happens again, and we still haven't beaten Westlake. So that was big last night. Yeah, it was. It was a heck of a game. Went down to the wire. Coach Beatty at Lake Travis, he does a terrific job over there. I mean, his son's in the pros, so he knows how to coach. I'm not talking about pros basketball, but pros in baseball. Mm -hmm. So he knows how to get guys going and knows how to push the right buttons, and he definitely does that for the Lake Travis basketball team. And Coach Lucero, on the other side for Westlake, he's done a terrific job over the years. They've been to multiple state championships they've been to the Alamo Dome multiple times multiple D1 players that have came out of there for Matthew Meyer and KJ Adams who we see on uh, Kansas and Brock Cunningham who we see with the Texas Longhorns but last night it was Lake Travis's night and Westlake they were controlling the game 
Seemed like the whole entire time, Lake Travis just couldn't get over the hump. They come in within four. They were down by four at half. You know, in the third quarter, they were down by five going into the fourth. So, you know, I, I, ref, refs last night, all refs, from the Big 12, what we saw in Ames, to what we saw at Westlake. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I don't care if y'all UIL refs. Y'all could get it, too, because I was one of those refs. And I'm still pity that y'all didn't give me the bigger games when I was officiating ah. because a brother was young. Bush League. I see. I had a nice stride to my run. I make all the right calls. Tall. That's what you look for in a ref. They didn't want to give it to me, Chad, because mm. I was young. They wanted to put these old farts out there. Ages. That, yeah, that out here look like. Albert Einstein and stuff thinking they can make calls. Well, they can't. And there was a situation yesterday in the Westlake Lake Travis game where a Lake Travis guy was on the free throw line. He shoot. It was Chaz Beagle. He had a nice step back jumper. Mm-hmm. Which Chaz Beagle, he was terrific last night. Lefty 6'6", junior. Step back jumper. He gets foul. It was clearly a two. Blake Murray on the Westlake side, he got a little cut, so we had to go to the sideline. So there was a brief pause in the game. And Beagle, he already shot one free throw, made it. Mm -hmm. Now he's shooting his second free throw. The refs think that he's shooting three, Chad. Oh, no. This is a, again, this is a close game, heated game, fight for first place, rival game. You can't get this stuff wrong. We there's three refs out there. We gotta all be locked in. Somebody has to say no. This is wrong. Or the scorer or has the to scorer, do it. Or, but none of that happened. Me and Roger can't tell you. We can't say anything. Right. We were we were over here talking like uh. So he it's got, two shots. We saw the replay and everything. It was two. So he got shots. Three free throws and he hit them all. He didn't get three. Oh. But like Travis ended up getting the ball because they were so confused. It's a jump ball. Like Travis ends up scoring, and then that night's a run for them, mm. and they ended up winning the game. And then the refs blew a call. Gavin Paul, who was great for Westlake, into the cup, making things happen. He gets a last-second shot attempt, kind of a runner-jumper around the free-throw line. Gets fouled. Yeah. He gets fouled. So you guys looking at that, and I kind of agree with you. Refs swallow they wristle. Lake Travis ends up winning the game. So, Lake Travis, that's a big-time win for y'all. Y'all definitely earned it. Westlake missed some huge free throws in the fourth quarter that I know they wish they had back, but y'all got lucky, Cavaliers, because mm. Westlake, as much as I hate to admit, Uh-oh. got hosed at the end of the game. Wow. Twice. Twice. Because mm. it should have been their ball, or because the guy missed the free, the second free throw, it should have been their ball, and they should have got two free throws to win the game. That didn't happen. And, yeah, now Lake Travis, they're sitting in first place. Oh, you're saying Beagle missed the second free throw? Yes. Okay. So then did they not grab the re- – somebody get a rebound there? Or you're saying they – It stopped. It's supposed to be they, three. It's supposed to be a rebound. It. Yeah, it's supposed to let them play and uh, rebound. The rest were like, no, they stopped the ball. They're like, we got three shots. And everybody's like, what? It's supposed to be two. Oh, I see. Okay. What are we doing here? Gotcha. So, hey, sorry, ref crew, that was it last night. Y'all got to get it together. That's too big of a game for y'all to muck that up. And from the best official in Austin, Texas history, hell, Central Texas history, that's Bush League. Get it together. You're going to start making these re- these officials crew so nervous when they see you on a Tuesday night. Oh, Lord, Zay's here again. No. 
hey, if we come in to see you, it's a big game. Step up to the plate. Again, I'm still salty about how they treated me, Chad. They did your boy mm-hmm. wrong. Sounds like I'm it. out here elite, making all the right calls, getting in all the right positions to make the calls. Old heads always try to give me tips. I ain't trying to hear that. I'm better than you, old head. You can't talk to me. You old as hell. You were out here reffing uh, uh, when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar oh, was Luau Sender. There it is. There it is. I, I'm not taking anything from mm. you. It's mm-hmm. a new game. If you're out here calling travels on Eurosteps, you need to turn in your whistle. <laughs> you need to turn in your whistle because the game has passed you up. And there's refs like that all over the place. Not no, there's a, you know a, a ref drought right now. It's tough to find refs. I understand that, but a lot of that is due to them not trusting the younger up and coming refs. Mm-hmm that deserve a chance. A lot of these guys, they stay in their old ways and a lot of these guys that have done 30-plus years in the game, like, come on, man. I understand they've done their time. I get it. They got experience. The, the wisdom is there. I understand. But there's some young whippersnappers out there that are hungry, that want a chance, and deserve a chance. And they talk about there's a drought. Well, allow these young guys to develop and put them in these varsity games. Earlier on, I thought this was about Westlake and Lake Travis feelings. This is clearly about some officiating feelings. The, I can refs, tell. the refs had a bad game last night, mm. and it cost Westlake. It did. That's bad. Like, yeah, you no, got to make that call at the end of the game. And then, plus, I'm still hot from the ref swallowing his whistle on that Gabe, uh, Gabe Grill dirty as hell play on Dylan Mitchell. I'm still salty about that. That's right. just so bush. Like, whether Coach Terry gets hot or not, refs can't allow that to happen. Yeah, both sides of that was weird in Ames last night. The fact that it didn't get called the way it should have, and then I was with you that, uh, you know, you probably needed both players and the coach. You yeah. needed Coach Terry and Longhorn players to, to react a little more forcefully to that, because Iowa State used that to really give them a, a propulsion there. Yeah, and as a coach, you're, you're debating okay, with Grill hitting that three, the score is now 29 to uh, uh, to 24. They're getting hype. So you don't want to add more free points by getting the tech because it's not the NBA. You don't just get – NBA, it's easier to get crazy on refs because you only get one shot. Right. Plus, the crowd isn't like a college crowd. In college basketball, you get two, but they're going to simmer down once their guy goes to the free throw line just because that's your natural reaction. Nobody gets wild and crazy when their home team's at the free throw line. You want to give that guy some peace and you know right. mellowness to relax so he can knock down the free throw. So I know Coach you know, Terry was debating that situation, but yeah, to protect your team, to protect Dylan Mitchell, and to just let your team know, hey, we ain't backing down for nobody. You got to jump that rest bones in that situation. All right, coming up at 2 o'clock, we're going to have an interesting conversation with Sam Morrill. The comedian is coming to town tomorrow at the Paramount. You can go to sammorrill.com to check out uh, the information and get tickets. He's also into a sports podcast now with uh, Julian Edelman called Games with Names, and they did one on the Ricky Williams breaking the record game back in 98. So we're going to ask him about all that, ask about the comedy tour that's going on. He's got a special on Netflix. That's coming up at 2. Up next, where are we at in society with Zay? He will let us know. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Well, now you are letting my wife program the show right up her alley. Armageddon it by Def Leppard. That's it. 
from the legendary Hysteria album. Saw Def Leppard on the old uh, stadium tour last year. Good stuff. Yeah, that's that's a band. I don't care how old they are. I don't care where they're playing. My wife's going to try to get out there. We do love ourselves some Def Leppard. Yes, Amy Grant and Agent Steele also on the show today. A lot of discussions out there today, including Texas basketball losing in Ames, including the Cowboys getting ready for the Niners, and yes, including making a ring for either a game you didn't win or making a ring for a championship you didn't ultimately get, and you're making the ring for something along the way. Sometimes fans get a little upset at that. We've been discussing some of those issues today. We'll get back into those. Uh, right now, though, we've got, and also we want to remind you, Sam Morrill, the uh, comedian, is coming up tomorrow at the Paramount is when Sam's going to be in town. So you can go to sammorrill.com for the very latest and to get tickets. Uh, and uh, it is the Class Act Tour that is coming to town. And uh, we'll ask him about that. He's also got a podcast with Julian Edelman. He's been doing, he's a big sports fan, a New York guy. Knicks fan. Got to find out who his NFL team is. I've never heard him talk NFL to know. So we'll see. I'm assuming he's a Cowboys hater. So we'll get his thoughts on Cowboys Niners and maybe Giants Eagles. Yeah, especially with him having a podcast with Julian Edelman. We know that Giants-Patriots rivalry is a thing due to the two Super Bowls right. that they played in. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see his take on NFL division playoff weekend. Yeah, Sam Morrill coming up at 2.05. Right now, though, it's Where We At in Society with Zay. Here we go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, what, uh, what's going on? Do I need to head to Twitter or not? Yeah, man, head yeah. to your Twitter. Right, here we go. Wow. Yeah, this story is kind of funny. So, the Georgetown Hoyas, it is definitely not the 80s anymore because if you look at the Big East standings right now, the Georgetown Hoyas are 0-8 in the Big East. Wow. The worst team in the conference. John Thompson is rolling over in his grave while patting his head with one of those big-ass towels. Right about now, looking at that record, they are 5-14 and 14 overall. And their head coach, if you do not know or haven't kept up with Georgetown basketball, is New York Knicks legend Patrick Ewan. Also, Georgetown Hoya legend Patrick Ewan. So, in the video I sent you, Chad... Georgetown, they're playing a pretty good Villanova team, and Villanova is up by three, about seven seconds left. Yep. And if you're a head coach, in this situation, you're probably the one calling the shots. You're probably in the huddle, sitting down, talking to your guys, but this is a timeout situation, and you're going over what you want your team to do when they get back on that court. Well, in this video, Patrick Ewing is outside of the huddle looking like a dadgum grad assistant, <laughs> looking around like he doesn't know what's going on, allowing his assistant coaches, assistant coaches to call the shots at the end of the game. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. I've never seen that in my life. I've never I've seen you know, I've seen head coach, more modern times of basketball, you'll see the head coach get together with some assistants at the beginning of a timeout and then go to the team, but it's always the head coach. 
It's so, always the head coach with the message. There are certain situations where coaches will let head coaches will let you know the assistant, hey, you go give the game plan here, and then, you know it's not during clutch time or the end of the game. Right. It's always just maybe during the game. Here's a little might defensive be, something we yeah, want to focus it, on. It might or... be a game that's not as important. It might just you know give that assistant coach some, I don't know, head coaching practice because maybe you want that coach to go do well when they leave you later on but in clutch time when you're an 0 and 8 team this is a bad look and Patrick Ewing I know he means a lot to that alma mater and he's a big part of that history but this guy can't coach okay so that's 22 seconds of a video is there any chance just to play devil's advocate is there any chance that before that video started Ewing had given his own message, and then just wanted an assistant to step in with something else specific? That's, that's possible, but you want your voice, though. You're right. the head coach. And his voice would be, well, I would say his voice would be the last, but as the video ends, you see that assistant stepping right back in to start talking again. Yeah. That's crazy. Ah, yeah, yeah that, would, that would concern me if I'm a Georgetown fan. He's, <laughs> he's gone after this season. That's highly, highly concerning. That's what I'm saying. You just can't hire guys just because – they were dropping triple doubles when they played for that same university. And, you know, I'm, I'm always against elite talent going back to coach because they don't necessarily get it. Like, it's hard to find Hall of Fame, coacher, Hall of Fame coaches, I mean, Hall of Fame players, go off and coach, and then they become Hall of Fame coaches or even, like, really good coaches that win championships. Yeah. They're usually role-player guys or guys that really understand the grind and know about team basketball. Because those high-level elite coaching guys like a Patrick Ewan, you know, Larry Bird might be the only one that's had success, that's been an elite superstar player, Hall of Fame-type player, and then went on to coach for the Indiana Pacers, and he got the Pacers to a couple finals appearances, a couple Eastern Conference finals appearances. But other than that, it's very difficult for those guys to – try to dumb it down for their players and say, you know what, I used to just score 50 a game at times. You go do that. <laughs> right. And I think that's what you're seeing with Patrick Ewing. <sighs> yeah, and, and the other thing with that video I just noticed, the first thing you see is actually Villanova's huddle, and then they switch real quickly to Georgetown's huddle. Right. So, uh, But once you see Georgetown's huddle, you've got, a, you, you've got an assistant in there talking to him, and, the, and immediately, and Ewing's looking away. Like he kind of looks off into the distance or something. It's weird. It's weird how he looks into the distance. Looks distracted. It's just very bizarre. At the very end of it, there's a couple words he gives the team, and he's pointing and, and a little bit. But, yeah, that's, that's disturbing. If you're, uh, if you're associated with Georgetown basketball, there's, uh, there's probably something that needs to be discussed there. That is, uh, that is rough. And, uh, yeah, in a three-point game with seven seconds to go, the idea that he's not right there with his team is just – that's bizarre. Yeah, look at Steve Nash. Where he at? Two-time MVP. They mm-hmm. got rid of his ass quick. Yeah, that's Now Jock Vaughn, who was a backup role player, probably played on half the teams in the league, he's thriving with the Nets. Yeah. Jason Kidd, he's doing pretty good with Dallas. But this is his third coaching job. He's been fired from two other places. Yeah, he's become a retread. He's become like an old an old hat coach. Yeah. So, and if he didn't win and if he wasn't a part of that Los Angeles Lakers team that won it in the bubble as an assistant, he wouldn't have got that Mavericks job. You don't think? Hell no. No. Hell no. There were just really good skins on the wall and it was the perfect opportunity to move on. 
after they won that championship with Frank Vogel. Right. Uh, interesting stuff there. That's uh, I've not seen that video. So check that out. Uh, remember, Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay. Uh, and I'll retweet that one as well. At C Hastings 1049. Station at the Horn ATX. If you are on Twitter, we do appreciate that. If you're looking for Sam Morrill on Twitter, he is at Sam Morrill. That's M-O-R-R-I-L. Uh, we're going to talk to Sam coming up. He is in town tomorrow. Bring Bringing the comedy show, the Class Act Tour, to the Paramount. You can go to sammorill.com to find out more. We're going to talk sports with him. He is a New York guy. Is he a Giants guy? Is he a Jets guy? Has he hung out with Edelman long enough and talked to him long enough that he's a Patriots guy? Certainly that can't be the truth. We'll find out and uh, have some fun with Sam Morrill coming up next on The Horn.